Hello, everybody, and welcome to Download Done Yet, the PC gaming and tech podcast. I'm your host, Zap. Each week, we'll be covering the latest news, reviews, and opinions from around the PC gaming world. This week, we're going to take a look at H1Z1 splitting into two games, lack of Assassin's Creed in 2016 on both consoles and PC, and also taking a look at other gaming news from around the PC world. Let's go ahead and get started. If you're tuning in the week of February 15th, we do have some new releases. On February 16th, we'll have Tron Runner and Pillar of Eternity, the White March Part 2 releasing. February 17th, we will see H1Z1 split into two games, King of the Hill and Just Survive. February 18th, you guys will have City Skyline Snowfall expansion releasing, and also Galactic Civilizations 3 Mercenaries as well. And then finally, on February 19th, you guys will be seeing Wondershot released. Now, before we get into uh, the news this week, let's talk about um, what we've been playing uh, around here over the last week. For me, I've been spending a lot of time with uh, Rainbow Six Siege. I actually got a chance to finally get into it um, after playing a little bit of the beta with some friends. Uh, when I was playing the beta, one of my biggest concerns was with the uh, graphics and with some of the glitches that I found. Um, one of the big things that I've seen a lot of is people shooting uh, through walls and through legs, through walls specifically which has uh, started to make the game a little bit less fun. But as someone that used to play Counter-Strike quite a bit, uh, it's nice to see a new competitive shooter that's entered into the game space and created something new for people to enjoy. Uh, when I take a look at it when I play with friends, it seems to be a little bit less stressful than Counter-Strike. The uh, matches go a lot quicker, and there's not so much stre- stress on going up through the ranks just yet for me. I'm still only playing on Unranked. For right now, uh, I am really enjoying the game. I think right now, when I'm looking at it, I only have uh, six of the operators total unlocked. But it is nice to be able to have different play styles as you go back and forth and be able to really customize for what you like to do. Whenever I play first-person shooters, I tend to be a shotgunner. Um, mostly because I'm not very good at shooting, but I am very good at uh, finding targets and finding people that need to be shot uh so i kind of go off on my own and and roam in that way so it is very nice to be able to play um that kind of style uh depending on which side you're on and being able to choose that play style as you go through as well throughout this week what i've been playing a lot of is snow snow was actually a recently a free-to-play skiing game when it first came out i believe it was two years ago i started off as a uh, early access skiing game kind of begin to skate on the skate series on xbox 360 and i believe it was also on playstation 3 for some of the games um and wii as well i know i had that one which was a horrible horrible port of the game um but yeah so i've been playing that quite a bit it's a really nice game when you're looking for something relaxing to do um for many years i skied i haven't been skiing quite a few but it's kind of nice to be able to get that opportunity to get down on the mountain um, and go skiing with some friends uh, very easily. Originally when the game came out, it was actually a early access game on Steam um, with different tiers that you had to buy. The information I don't think is available on their store page anymore, but when it first came out, I believe it was $10, $20, $30 tiers uh, that you could buy into that would give you different benefits, different clothes. Um, I believe if you got into the $20 or above tier, you would actually get uh, access to more really releases of the beta and alpha throughout the development uh, rather than just the major milestone releases that the lowest tier got um, so when the game was first announced and first um, I think it was on milestone 2 I decided to jump in and I actually got the second tier uh, pack so I've been playing through that uh, basically since uh, about a year ago um, and really been enjoying it 
It's a good experience. The graphics are pretty good. It runs off of CryEngine. I think they're in the process of porting it to the newest version currently, so you will see some graphical glitches that occur as you play through. They uh, just finally implemented full working online. Uh, when I say working, I definitely mean that in air quotes. There are a ton of hitches when you're playing online. Usually when I try to connect for the first time to a server, the first thing I'll see is the ping being around, I think, <laughs> 10 to 12,000, uh, which I know is definitely not the case uh, given my current internet speeds. Uh, but after a while, some of the glitches will go away if you keep the game running long enough or if you get a chance to actually connect to a server, uh, some of the uh, netcode issues will go away. Uh, one of the big things, however, that is starting to plague the game is that you will see a lot of hackers. People have figured out ways to game the system. Since it's not really a pay-to-win game, you only really unlock cosmetic items. Uh, I don't think Poppermost, who is a development our developer, has uh, really been taking um, care of looking at the hackers and the ways they are exploiting the game in different ways. So as someone that has been playing legitimately, trying to grind out uh, credits and earn items throughout the game, it is something that I'm hoping that they will take care of so we can avoid in the future um, players online with the rarest, most expensive items that didn't really earn them. So that's basically what I've been playing this week. Uh, hopefully next week I'll be checking out the new version of H1Z1 that came out. I've been looking forward to the uh, survival and hopefully they have an actual survival update for that and I will continue to be playing Battle Royale but we'll talk about that in the news. Alright, first up on this week's news, we have uh, H1Z1 is splitting into two games. So this is coming to us from Kotaku.com, and the link will be down in the show notes. But um, H1Z1 online zombie game, one of the many survival games that's been on Steam Online Access from what feels like decades now, is going to be splitting into two games. Basically, what's going on in this article and what uh, Daybreak, the new developers of H1Z1, are planning on doing is splitting DayZ, or sorry, not DayZ, H1Z1 into two games. Uh, for those of you guys that have played the game, uh, like myself, since the beginning of Early Access, you know that the game has really gone in two different directions um, since the beginning. Uh, once they introduced Battle Royale, which is essentially kind of a Hunger Games style game mode where you are dropped into an arena and the last man living uh, wins the prize. Uh, ever since they've introduced that, it's really changed the dynamic of the game and where the players are going. I know right now if you look at the um, survival stats, I believe there are far fewer people playing the actual original survival game mode of the game uh, than are playing the Battle Royale version, uh, which originally came from Arma 3, I believe. So anyways, uh, with this game story, or story, what we're seeing is that uh, Daybreak will be splitting the game uh, with two development teams. One will be working on the Battle Royale game mode, um, and that game is going to be called H1Z1 King of the Hill, which is strange because as far as I know, Battle Royale will be the only game mode. And then also, um, they will also have H1Z1 Just Survive. More on that title in just a moment. Uh, as someone that's played this game, it's, I, I guess I could say it's either going to be really good or going to be really bad. Uh, with Battle Royale, it's very interesting because this is what you see streamers playing. I know uh, Twitch had their uh, actually had a competition for H1Z1 Battle Royale. Very popular with Twitch streamers because it is a high-energy, high-intensity game. Now, as someone that tried DayZ and didn't like it, this actually is making me very afraid for the uh, H1Z1, I guess it's called Just Survive, uh, version of the game. If you look at DayZ's development, it's pretty much stagnant. Um, at this point, as far as survival games go, 
I think really the big players that we're seeing right now are Ark, Survival Evolved, and then also Rust, which is one of my uh, favorite games, one of the games I spent most time with on PC in the last few years. Um, and so what we're seeing right now with the essential death of DayZ, I think they've taken the zombies out for months now, is we're looking at a survival genre, which is born out of zombies, but currently has really no zombie games um, in the space. So with this new splitting of the game into uh, King of the Hill and Just Survive, I'm honestly thinking that this is a way for Daybreak to dump Just Survive. To get rid of the part of the game that's unsuccessful and to kind of um, quiet those naysayers that have been complaining about the fact that this uh, survival game has really had much of its focus taken away and put onto its multiplayer killing simulator uh, a la The Hunger Games. So I'm very interested to see uh, how this will turn out in the end. <clears throat> uh, so this is going to be happening on February 17th. Uh, you will be able to get the uh, spin-off of the two games on Steam. Um, the game is still going to be in early access, but they are hoping for the King of the Hill portion, which is uh, where you will find the Battle Royale, for that to have a full console release uh, and PC release uh, coming out uh, this summer at some time. They haven't given an exact date, but we'll see as far as, as uh, when that comes out. And we'll talk about that in the future, I'm sure. If you now, with the Just Survive title, I find this very ironic. It seems like they, uh, the devs are really saying that they just want the survival portion of the game to just survive. At this point in development, as someone that's been following this game for, I think, since I've had it since its release day and date, the survival has been doing that. It has been just surviving. Um, so I think this is even kind of a negative message to send to your consumers, the people that really actually enjoy the survival aspects of the game, uh, about the, the state the game is actually in. Uh, it has a really good, when it first came out, it had a really good sense of exploration, a sense of just getting out and exploring the world. And I think it did a better job of that than DayZ did, mostly because the map size was much more manageable. Um, and it was much more interesting to find things kind of scattered out throughout the wilderness. It didn't seem like what you have in DayZ, where if you go off and you don't know exactly where you're going, that you will most likely die very easily. You know, they have, don't have as many of the effects such as hunger, such as freezing, and all those kinds of things that we see with DayZ, uh, which is very nice. And it makes it a little bit more of a casual feel. But again, it does kind of really give you the opportunity to get out and explore the environment, whereas with DayZ, it seems like you are very much stuck. Uh, but with the continued development, we haven't seen much improving in as far as base building. Um, as far as base building especially, and, and also with the uh, weapon management and also cracking down on hackers, Daybreak throughout the development process has gotten a little bit better at cracking down hackers and making sure they weren't um, able to you know, break into your base and do things like that. But there's just been so many exploits that have not been patched, so many features that have not been promised that I personally think this is just a way for them to kill the survival aspect of the game without really tarnishing the H1Z1 brand as a whole, and then also for them to be able to continue to use it as we go forth in the future. You want right now, actually, with the end of... Actually, Lunar Sale will be over as is posted, but um, you can still pick up this game, the H1Z1 combo for both of them, um, for, I think, $20 on Steam. Um, but if you guys purchase it after February 17th, you will have to purchase both games separately. So, um, again, this is H1Z1 is splitting into two games. We'll have Battle Royale in the King of the Hill game, and then also Just Survival in the Just Survive game. Coming up soon. 
All right, this next one's coming from PCGamer.com. Uh, it's called No New Assassin's Creed in 2016. Ubisoft has recently confirmed rumors that there will be no new Assassin's Creed this year. Um, they stated, quote, This year we are also... Are stepping back and re-examining the Assassin's Creed franchise. We're taking this year to evolve the game mechanics and to make sure we're delivering on the promise of Assassin's Creed's offering unique and memorable gameplay experiences that make history everyone's playground. Uh, so personally, I think this is going to be a really good thing for the Assassin's Creed franchise. One of the things that we've seen the last couple of years has become kind of a running joke uh, in the game industry with the new Assassin's Creed's coming out each year. Uh, and at this point, I think everyone's kind of feeling overwhelmed by the amount of games that were coming out. I just looked it up. It's actually about 15 games total, uh, I think, with the newest Assassin's Creed Chronicles in China and still no Ninja games uh, that have been released since 2007. And really, if you start looking at the game, there's a lack of innovation that's been happening with the series since about... Um, Black Flag, Assassin's Creed 4. Um, and then following that up, we had the Unity debacle with um, many PC gamers and even many console gamers having issues with bugs, not being able to see characters' faces, uh, quests not working correctly, and things like that. So I think it's a definitely a good thing for Assassin's Creed to take a year off um, and kind of bounce back. Finally, when you look at Syndicate's sales feature, uh, figures, which I believe is the last Assassin's Creed, it's actually the worst one that's sold um, for the Assassin's Creed franchise since the beginning. So it has definitely been uh, something that's been going down as far as sales and as far as popularity. Now, one thing I think they need, really need to take a look at is just what is going on with the sales, why people are not as interested in the franchises they once were. Every year when it used to come out, it was one of the most hyped and most popular games um, that people would be you know, getting exciting for up there with the Call of Duties and things of that nature, but now it's definitely fallen from grace. So I'm very interested to see what comes along with this game with this franchise coming into the future. Again, that is Noah New Assassin's Creed in 2016, coming from PCGamer.com. And again, you can find all the links and information for that down below. And finally today, coming from MaximumPC.com, we have our final story. Uh, Oculus Details, first Rift-ready PC bundles. Um, Pre-orders are going to go ahead and start on February 16th, which will actually be tomorrow, if you're listening on Monday. Uh, so what they're doing is they're actually going to be releasing a number of PCs uh, with different partners, such as Asus. Alienware and Dell that are going to be go, uh, ready for uh, the Oculus Rift when it launches. So what you're going to end up getting is they're going to start at about $14.99 and that will include the Oculus Rift along with the um, the uh, PC as well. Uh, so with these builds are pretty standard builds, uh, definitely falling into obviously what you need as far as... Um, as the uh, required power and system that you would need in order to be able to run the Oculus Rift correctly and a good frame rate. Um, and, and as far as prices goes, it does vary from about $1,000 to $2,500 per, um, per system. Um, as far as the full Rift experience, again, for people that are looking to still build their own PC rather than require or rely on Oculus uh, to brand them one for them, uh, you do need an NVIDIA GTX 970 or AMD 290 um, and then a Core i5 or greater with 8 gigs of RAM. So I know these um, these requirements are a little bit much for a lot of people when they came out, but I definitely think this is something that's actually going to increase as VR gets older and it's become something a little less normal to see as far as systems and definitely be something that will be pushing um, the power of your average system ahead in the future. <music> 
Alright folks, that's going to be the end of our first episode of the Download Dungeon Podcast. You guys can find us online at on Twitter at uh, DLDY Show or email at DLDYPodcast at gmail.com. I will see you guys next week. Yeah.